Hey everybody, welcome to Happy Crappy Hour. Glad to see you guys are hopping on already. Sorry I was a minute late. My doorbell just rang right as I was about to start. So I had to answer that. So anyway, you guys, uh, I'm so happy to be here with you. I am so glad that I get this time to hang out with you guys. I wish we could meet at a coffee shop and just hang out and chat about these things. That would be my ideal way to do this. I don't really care to do videos, but you know, if this is the only way I can get in touch with you and we can connect, that's, I'm willing to do this. So welcome you guys, welcome, welcome. So glad that right now we get to share the truths so that we can keep our minds straight and stay sane while the narcissists run rampant, right? They are out there really crazy right now. They're flying monkeys and they're uh, fan club have no clue. You know, they're clinging to the narcissist more and more. And I just sit here and I watch them just simply amazed because I know exactly what's going to happen to the fan club and the flying monkeys and the new supplies that cling to them as if they are going to rescue them from whatever's happening around them, right? And meanwhile, the narcissist are just using these people. These are, you know, I, I don't even want to call them new supply anymore. At this point, I want to call them what uh, Yuri Bezmanov calls them. Uh, I don't even want to call them what the fan club or the flying monkeys. Those aren't even appropriate anymore, really. What they are are the useful idiots. That's what they are. Look them up. Yuri Bezmanov uh, with a V at the end. Bezmanov, I think is his name. And he's a Russian defector who back in the 80s, might have even been in the 70s, he did an interview. I think it was, yeah, I really can't remember if it's the 80s or 70s when he did the interview. But he talked about how, um, you know, their communist regime, they would overtake other governments through using people within that country, uh, befriending them. Pretty much like the narcissists do, right? You know, they, they befriend them. They become uh, like part of the indigenous population in that they, uh, they eat alongside, they work alongside, they gather alongside the, the people of that country and gain their trust, right? And not just any people in the country. They pick specific leaders, people who are plugged into the political movements, etc., right, and and social movements within that country, and they gain their trust. And these people who are actually narcissists, because a lot of times the people up at the top, you know, they they love the attention that these newcomers are giving them from the other country. They they love that they're making friends. They think that they're so special that they can make such international, so many international friends. And they get a high out of that. Meanwhile, those international friends are using them. These are the useful idiots that are targeted by those who want to overthrow or take over their lives, right? Or their country or their government or their organization. It happens within companies as well. So where I'm sorry, I kind of got off track there, but I want to talk about, you know, can narcissists be faithful? And people want to believe 
that they can, they think, okay, this person they know is a narcissist, right? But they like them. They like being around them. They feel like they're, uh, the narcissist is uh, giving them all this attention and giving them all this affirmation. So they, they want to believe that the narcissist actually cares about them, right? Same thing happens as Yuri Bezmenov talks about, right? The people who get overthrown, the people who get uh, deceived, they want to believe that their new friends actually care about them and are actually their friends when act, when what's really happening is their new friends are using them, are using them to infiltrate, are using them to gain uh, influence over the groups of people that those useful idiots have, right? So they will use these, you know, it's that, it's their term, by the way, they call them useful idiots, right? It's. They see their new supply as somebody that they can use. Meanwhile, the new supply is thinking this person is going to be faithful to me, either a faithful lover or a faithful friend, right? They think this person is on their side. Well, narcissists lie. That's what they do. They lie to you. Just recently, I've been in communication with a group of people and in this communication, I brought out that, you know, we are... I want to say pretty plugged into our town. Okay. So we're, we're talking about our values and what's going on in our town and, and how we want to support certain people and leaders and whatnot in the town. And I brought out the fact that we, you know what, we can kind of weed out the liars. We can weed out the posers. And here's the deal. People, they make connections with these posers. And these posers use them. The posers know that these people are useful idiots because the poser has already stroked the useful idiot's ego. The poser has already shook their hands, had a meal with them, maybe even been invited to their house for dinner and met their children, met their spouses. Um, the poser knows this. And meanwhile, the useful idiot thinks the poser is a great guy, a great woman, just great, good people, you know, <laughs> down to earth, good people. And meanwhile, the poser, there's one area that the poser cannot let go of. And that is lying, lying, right? Um, they are not faithful people to any organization, but... Uh, whatever gives them their narcissistic uh, high, okay? So the people who are taking them in and trusting them become these useful idiots because they think, well, I spoke with this person. I had a meal with this person. And I'm thinking, do you not know evil people can have meals with you? <laughs> do you not know that uh, cheaters, liars, stealers, uh, robbers, uh, murderers, these people can have a meal with you. They do act like people sometimes. Actually, they act like people most of the time. Psychopaths don't go around unless they are um, mentally, you know, they've got real big mental issues and walking around talking to themselves. Most of the time, the psychopaths, the narcissists, are not easy to find, not easy to identify. And they're, they're super charming, though, and super engaging, so you feel pulled into them. 
And you think that they are special because you're thinking, I'm having this great connection with them. And I don't have this kind of great connection with just about anybody, right? And so a lot of their new supply, a lot of their useful idiots will fall for the scam, will fall for the theater. And meanwhile, you know, the useful idiots thinking we're building this, this connection. They actually think it's a real connection. They actually think that this person is liking them as a person and not them because this person will do their bidding. They don't see that at all. They don't see that they're being used at all. They think that they have free will, that they choose to do things for the narcissist. They think they're, they, they, they're making choices of their own, doing things for the narcissist. But here's the deal. They're promoting the narcissist to their friends or to their uh, organizations that they belong to, maybe even to their business, right, to their employees. They're, they're promoting the narcissist without realizing that they're being used to do that. They think they're just, well, I have influence because I, I have people who, who respect me. And so I want to encourage them to follow this narcissist, right? Well, they're not thinking this person's a narcissist. They're thinking this person's going to uh, save them, maybe politically, right? Maybe uh, within the, the county they live or city and push their, their agendas that they believe in. The narcissist is just playing up to them. This is what narcissists do. They lie. They lie and lie and lie, and then they lie some more. Meanwhile, their useful idiots believe the lies, and when anyone tries to show them the lies, um, guys, I have a litmus test. <laughs> and the people who I was talking to can't see it. They just can't see it. And I'll tell you what that litmus test is. And it isn't just for one party, by the way. It's across all parties. If you have a candidate that refuses to uh, acknowledge that um, there is, I'm saying, I, I don't know that I'm even allowed to say this. You know, this is the dumb thing. You know, the fact that these terms get censored and we can't speak them directly shows you there's a huge judicial problem within our country. Judicial, and I mean judicial, in that no one gets charged with with breaking the was it the codes that they have to was it 260, 230, I can't remember what it is, that um, these carriers, these these media, whatever you want to call them, social media platforms are supposed to follow and be protected by, right? Uh, without censoring, but now they're at a point where they're like, oh, censoring is fine. Even though there's no law, no code that says that censoring is okay. There isn't. Um, censoring violence, sure, I, I guess. I don't even know if that's one thing, but they don't censor that because many, many violent groups get on and they're able to say whatever they want. Anyway, getting off on another tangent. The litmus test is to ask, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without... Uh, getting censored, of course. I've been censored so much this week, you guys, in the comment sections of other videos when I try to talk about, oh, what did I bring up? Oh, I was trying to uh, put a link to a video that talked about history, the history of the world, and that got censored. Why, right? Why would a video that talks about 
someone who did some research, did their own documentary, showed a bunch of actual articles, actual uh, video footage taken from from the media, from the from the corporate media that we trust right now, right? Uh, from the news, uh, they they had actual documents written by governments. They had actual speeches given by actual government officials, and yet that was censored. Guys, it is absolutely corrupt out there. Not insane, corrupt. I think we need to stop saying that. Oh, it's so crazy, or it's insane, or this is insane. It's not insanity. What's insanity are the people, the flying monkeys, the useful idiots who believe it. That's the insanity, okay? Those, that's the part that's, that's insane. The corrupt part is that the leaders who can pull off anything they want to do right in front of our eyes, break every law, even what is that other one that's huge right now. Uh, people are, I mean, it's been around for a long time. People have been questioning this for a long time. But people are now starting to maybe wake up a little bit more to insider trading, <laughs> for instance, that our leaders are allowed to do this with impunity and they protect themselves. Um, so actually, I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked into the laws, but I do believe they are held to this law. And yet they wrote some kind of legislation that gives them somewhat of a weaselly out from it. Okay. And this is across all parties, you guys. I am not saying, oh, this party or that party. Um, so my litmus test, let me see if I can say what it is, I'm trying to still figure out the right wording, is um, say you, uh, no, I can't, I guess I'm not allowed to say it, I'm trying to figure out, okay, is uh, some kind of fraud, okay, you guys figure that out, the first letter starts with an E and ends with a shun, <laughs> so uh, fraud, so if they, Either side, either party, because the funny thing is back four or five years ago, one party uh, looked into it and did their own documentary and showed that that exists and that the machines that are used absolutely can flip uh, the numbers. If you, I, you know, I can't say the other word, um, but and they had they freaked out. They freaked out uh, this time around. They said, oh, no, 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 that, that's not an issue this time. This it did The machines didn't do it this time. I'm like, wait a minute, you proved that they could do it. And now you're saying that miraculously, everybody is just the most honest now, right? And then the other side, the first time, paid no attention to it, right? They, they didn't care that the proof came out six or whatever it was, three or five years ago, whatever it was. They don't care. They didn't care back then that these machines can do that. And then suddenly now they care, right? So you're like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so anybody who cares only part of the time is, is total BS, actually. Um, but the litmus test is to ask anybody if there is any that happens and if feature, um, uh, I guess you can say elections, right? So if future elections occur, will this happen again? And would you want to prevent it from happening again? That's the litmus test, you guys. And sadly, one party kind of defends the fraud more, and the other party has some people who are against it. But even the other party has people who defend that fraud. 
So that is the litmus test of who is owned by the same people. So you guys, here's, you know, let me go back to, to our topic today. Can the narcissist be faithful? And the answer is no, right? Now, can they be faithful physically? Like if you're in a romantic relationship with them, I would say, that, you know, it's possible. It is possible because I have known a couple of narcissists who were faithful in their marriages for one of them, let me think, well, to the end of the marriage, though, their marriage lasted 30 years and one of the spouses passed away. Uh, the narcissist in that relationship absolutely was faithful, but that's because that narcissist was not very involved physically. Like she was not, that was not her thing, you know? So uh, it could be easy for that kind of a narcissist to be physically faithful, right, to the spouse. But um, was she faithful in other ways? No. She undermined, minded her spouse. She cut him down. She gossiped about him. She smeared him. She attacked him, you know, verbally. Um, that I would consider not being faithful. So emotionally faithful? No, not at all. Uh, did not have respect for him. Did not treat him well. So... To me, that's not faithfulness. But people are very hung up on the physical faithfulness because a lot of times, you know, it seems like a lot of narcissists are very physically active, so they're not faithful in that way. But here's the deal. There are two kinds of narcissists I know. One was, uh, I was going to say, one was overt, but she wasn't, Maybe she was covert, but she was just not as covert <laughs> as this other covert narcissist I knew. Um, and she also, again, not interested in the physical side of the relationship. So she was faithful in her relationship. And she, but she wasn't faithful as far as selling out her husband. Like she would sell out her husband and complain about him and put him down and, um, you know, just to me, that's not faithful, right? Faithful is also loyal. You, you want to protect the person you love. You want to care about them. You don't want to, you know, the moment you have an issue with them, go running to tell everybody in your circles of circle of friends, right? And rather than talking to them directly. Now, if your marriage is such that you cannot talk to your spouse, you need counseling, right? You need to work that out. You need to be able to talk to each other. And that's how you build a faithful and loyal and respectful and long-lasting relationship. For me and my husband, um, whenever we have a, a disagreement, sorry, I had a little bit of a broke. Uh, whenever we have a little bit of a disagreement or he frustrates me because it's a man-woman thing, let me tell you, you know, as perfect as a person can be in a relationship, you're going to still have the man-woman disagreements or um, different perspectives and ways of dealing with things. And so you're going to rub against each other or in ways that you're not going to be happy. When that happens... I don't go running to my friends. I do not share my arguments or my disagreements with my husband with my friends. Um, I, I have to work it out within myself first, right? I walk away. I get some peace about it. I control, get my emotions under control. I seek the truth because 
sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking, well, when my husband or my spouse or uh, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend did this, it meant that they, they're disrespecting me or it meant that they, they're um, laughing at me or it meant that they hate me or it meant that they don't care about me. So we put all these meanings to what we think we saw or what we did see, right? Um, and, and you need to walk away from that and realize that, well, when you do that, does it mean this? When you make mistakes, does it mean you hate your spouse? When you forget something, does it mean you don't care about your spouse? So you have to have, you know, you have to clear yourself, your mind, and, and examine it to see if you're holding your spouse to the same standard you're holding yourself, right, or vice versa. And a lot of times that'll wake me up to the fact that, oh, what he did, that didn't mean what I thought it meant. So... I go, once things are clear, I go back and we work it out. And I got to tell you, that has saved my marriage so many times. There have been times when um, when I didn't do that. So I'm not perfect in this, right? In the past, I have gone to fr friends and not necessarily, well, yeah, actually, I did go to a family a couple times too. So it didn't help. <laughs> I got to tell you. None of those times did it help. None. Uh, it made it worse. It made it so that it blew up in my mind. The, the disagreement, the meaning that I put to it. Uh, you know, your friends and your family have no idea what the two sides of the story are. So they only hear your side. So, of course, they're going to be compassionate towards you. And now the, the issue that you had has reinforcement, right? It has somebody who affirms you and tells you you're you are right and and the other your spouse was wrong. It only made it worse, you guys. So as far as faithfulness, the narcissist doesn't do that. The narcissist will expose and 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 um, run to other people and pan you whether no no matter what, right? They they're just not faithful people. But Sometimes we take on those traits because the world has taught us, you know, it, that it's important to share and have these circles of friends and whatnot. And yet those same circles of friends, although they are well-meaning, can cause more problems for you. Oh, you guys, let me see. Hey, Obi, good to see you here. And John, love seeing you guys here. Yeah. John says it's not in their nature to be faithful. <laughs> Obi. Marie, good to see you. Found out firsthand. Oh, yeah. But they talk a good game. I mean, why a good game? This is true. They do. Oh, let me change a setting here so I don't get interrupted. Oh, goodness. It's hard to set it. Sorry, guys. Should have done this earlier. Okay, I'm back. So, can they be faithful? No, they can't. Because they don't see us as humans equal to them. They don't. They see us as supply. We use that term a lot. But the psychopathic narcissists see us as useful idiots. Right? The, there are narcissists out there that are so far to the, 
I don't want to say all evil, but maybe it is evil, right? To to the bad side, so far there, that they don't even see people as humans. Uh, they they build people up in their minds, but a, a real human being standing before them, they treat like dirt, right? But in their minds, they could build up, say, their deceased parent or their deceased spouse to be the saint, right? Once they're deceased. If that person wasn't deceased and actually was in front of them, they would get treated like dirt that, because that's how the narcissist is. The only people they treat well are the people they maintain in their head, the image of that person that they maintain in their head. So I've seen, I've seen um, narcissists who will, I don't want to say grieve their ex, but they will um, almost... They build up their ex to be this wonderful, amazing person that they connected with on such a high level. And so they canonize this ex. And I'm like, well, why don't you go back to that ex? Well, they treated that ex like total dirt when they were with them. They cheated on that ex. They were completely unfaithful to them. They were, uh, they were, what do you call it? Condescending to that ex. They didn't value that ex at all. And now that the ex is gone, right, out of their life, they can build this ex up into in their heads, in their minds, like that was the perfect, you know, uh, spouse to me, or that was, that person was the perfect mate to me, is how I have seen a narcissist talk about his ex. And um, yeah, my comment to him was, uh, why don't you try to patch things up with her? Well, the truth was, he treated her so badly that there was no way she would ever come back to him. No way, right? Um, and by the way, even if he did get her back, so you're thinking, well, you know, people change and they can see the, the mistakes they made. He never admitted, never admitted what he actually did to her. He never came clean on how dirty and rotten he was to her. He alluded to a few things, but they're never going to come completely clean. They're never going to really take responsibility for the most devastating things that they did. So even if he somehow got her back, once she in, is real and is physically in front of him, he would have treated her the exact same way he treated her the first time around. So... You know, in his mind, suddenly now this person who is no longer physically available to him is perfect, right? Um, but if she were there physically, she would no longer be perfect. So the only way that they are faithful, if you will, to a person is when that person exists only in their mind. And they canonize that person. They <laughs> sanctify that person. Uh, they they just believe that they are so loyal now to that person, but they're not. They're in, they're loyal to an image they built up of that person. They're never actually loyal or faithful to a real person. That's why I want you to understand. Now, can they feign being faithful? Can they talk a good game? Absolutely, because. It's sort of like play acting, you know, once they're able to be 
faithful in their minds by talking up this person and being super uh, supportive of that person in their head, right? It's like an imaginary figure that they're being loyal to. When they can do that, they can transfer how they felt in their head, in their imagination towards an imaginary person or an image of a real person, but the image is imaginary. They're faithful to that image. Now they can transfer those feelings that they had in their mind to a real person in real life, but just enough to fool that person. They don't actually, they're not consistent, right? They're not going to follow through. They're not going to actually be faithful to this person. For a moment, they can be, right? For a moment when they're um, infatuated with the new supply, they feel like, oh, I'll always love this person. I will always be faithful to this person. And that's why they have these whirlwind romances, these whirlwind sudden marriages out of nowhere. We got to get married right now, you know, within a couple of weeks after meeting. And the and they push it hard too, like now, now we got to do it now because I can't can't breathe another day without you. So they build it up in their head, this imaginary um, character, even though the person's real and is in front of them. When they're away from that person, they build up that person in their head to be this perfect whatever, you know, image of a mate. And then when they're with that person and that person, uh, say, you know, knocks over a cup of coffee, they're like, what the heck? Why are you so clumsy? Or that person um, didn't put their dishes away. <laughs> like, why, why, why are you such a slob? Or that person forgot to pick up their dry cleaning, you know? how come you're always forgetting things you, you know where the heck is your head and why are you so stupid and so these are the things and the way the narcissist actually thinks of their supply but when they are infatuated with this person or when they have no no longer have any physical access to that person they start building them up in their heads well you guys back to faithfulness so, no, they cannot be faithful physically because when the new supply becomes old to them, like the bedroom routine becomes old and stale, they're going to want excitement again, right? They're not excited the way they used to be with the new supply. They might even go back to the old supply, you guys, because like I said, they build up somebody who's no longer physically available to them, and that could be the old supply, their ex and how wonderful their ex was, and how amazing in the bedroom their ex was. So now, when they get bored and of the tediousness of the routine, the bedroom routine with the new supply, they may not even go looking for another new supply, because that, they would have to lay more groundwork, work harder, build, you know, a rapport, what do you call it, repertoire with that person, they, they would rather just go back to an ex who is still hung up on them, right? To an ex that they know is still damaged and, and trying to get over them. And that's when they will call or contact the ex because they've built up the ex in their heads at this point to be this wonderful, amazing, spotless person. And they forgot like all the things the ex used to do that irritated them. 
all the things the ex did that had them uh, condescend the ex, right? Or, or treat the ex so badly. And I just got a comment recently from a viewer saying that she actually caught her, her I don't know if they were boyfriend or married at this, this time, at this point, but she caught him with his ex at her house. And she said, you know, she and the ex ended up becoming friends. And at this point, he's neither, he's not with either one of them. And the two of them have compared notes and they realized that he used the exact same script on both of them. So, except for he went back to her, right? He, he used that script again with her. And sometimes that works for the narcissist. Sometimes they actually can use the same script with the, the ex, um, but this time promising even more fidelity, right? Promising bigger, deeper connections or, or making bigger promises. And they, of course, always are just lying because they, they will say anything to get what they want. That's the deal. Oh my gosh, I was watching... Um, I was watching, I don't know, something that was, I guess, uh, recommended in my video lineup or whatever, right? And I was like, okay, I'll bite. I'll take a look at this. And it was these two guys who apparently give relationship advice. And the two of them, holy cow, the advice they give is total narcissistic crap. That's what it is. The fact that they have subscribers and lots of subscribers should worry a lot of people out there. And, and here's the deal. There are a lot of people out there that have a lot of uh, subscribers. Uh, and these people give total narcissistic driven drivel type of advice to capture, to get, to get, uh, I guess their ultimate goal is to get them in bed, right? And th they're just using people. They're just using people. And they're teaching others how to use people. They're teaching others how what to say, uh, how to act. Um, and that's I think that's why we see a lot of people out there who are fake confident, right? They're completely faking their confidence because confidence is attractive. Confidence is, is, it draws people to you. And that's why narcissists have a fan club or have flying monkeys because they're drawn to people who are confident. So they think if this person's confident, then I'm going to believe in them too. And by the way, this confident person is using that to capture people. So be very careful of that. And like I told you what the litmus test was, right, um, earlier, if you want to go back and listen to it. I'm not going to say it again because I might get this censored. But uh, if they don't see a problem with cheating, guess what? It's because they're a cheater. If they can't, won't acknowledge blatant cheating, um, it's because that's how they view the world. They, they don't see a problem with it. And what's amazing to me are the useful idiots who trust them regardless, right? Who would trust them even though they see that this person had no problem cheating their ex, right? Cheating on their ex. 
and that then they trust this person. Like this, the narcissist has no regrets about cheating on their ex. The narcissist has no guilt, has no, no conscience regarding it, right? And yet, or, or even denies that they did. Maybe that's it, right? They, you think, well, they would have a conscience if they um, actually did it. But they keep denying and denying. And you're seeing like, no, I saw in the past that you were cheating on your ex. I, I could see it. You were at the bars flirting with everybody else. And they'd say things like, well, I was just flirting. I wasn't actually like sleeping with them. No, you were touching. You were getting affectionate. You were, you know, crossing some lines there. And yet they don't see it as cheating. Oh, no, no, no. That's not cheating. Cheating is only if you know, you seal the deal. <laughs> and the, that's how narcissists cheat. They think there's some some imaginary line that so long as they don't cross. Here's the deal, though. They'll cross that line, but they know you don't know that they did. So they're lying to you about even that because they're not going to reveal to you that they actually crossed the line. They're trying to fool you into believing that they didn't cross this line, therefore, that's why they, you know, you can't say that they cheated. Well, why do you think that they're touching up somebody, right? Why, why do you think they're feeling up somebody at a, at a bar uh, that's not their spouse? And it's not because they're just very friendly and an affectionate person. No, they're trying to get this to the next level. And you just don't happen to know that they did. Because what are you going to do, follow them to the hotel room? <laughs> You're not. So, you know, those who, who won't admit or have any conscience about what they did in the past or, or even um, point out that it's still currently happening or acknowledge that it's still currently happening or that there's a problem in that, uh, that's, that's not somebody you can trust. So it just amazes me that there are so many useful idiots out there and they have no clue that they're the useful idiots. They're, and here's the other thing. The narcissist will, will detract, will, what is that called? Will project. So if there's somebody in your life that's trying to point out what the narcissist is doing to you, the narcissist will project onto that person who's trying to save you, who's trying to give you the truth, will project onto that person that that person is not trustworthy, right? They're going to, to get convinced you or the supply, if you're, you happen to be the supply, I don't know, but if they're telling you that the person who's trying to expose the narcissist, no, 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 that person is a liar. That person is a deceiver. That person's a manipulator. That person's controlling, trying to control you. You see what I mean? They're projecting and gaslighting you in order to get you to be skeptical of the person or paranoid even of the person who's trying to help you. I see it over and over again. And I just had to deal with it last night with a group of people, not the whole group, just like two people. But uh, who want to stand beside somebody who doesn't see a problem with the cheating that's going on because that's not the biggest issue to that person. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if cheating is not an issue to them, 
then where's the integrity, right? Where, where's the integrity there? Um, and if there's no integrity against cheating, then what else are they lying to you about? Anyway, people are so gullible when somebody is nice to them. People are so gullible when someone shakes their hand, spends time with them, has had a meal with them. They feel like they know this person. And I'm thinking, how many politicians out there do you think actually care about the person? You know, I'm sorry, but I, I've had friends, like good friends, who were completely bamboozled by politicians. Completely because they felt like this person shared maybe a moral value, a religious value. Maybe they, um, well, I know for this person they did. That was their common thread with that politician. And so they thought, well, we share this religious value. So how can this person be lying to me? How can they be bad? Like, because they don't really have that religious value. They just say they do, right? They, they talk the talk, they can pretend it's really easy, actually, to pretend to be religious. You know, a lot of people do it. And then in their behind closed doors or in another town, they're going to all the strip clubs. <laughs> they're cheating like crazy uh, or in the dark. They're doing things right. So it, they're not going to do it right in front of your eyes. They're not going to walk down the street with their floozy, you know, whatever mistress. They're, they're going to hide that and then talk the talk and show up at the pews or whatever on Sundays or mosque or whatever they go to. And they're not going to show you their dark side, but for some reason people just assume like, oh, no, no, no. I, I would be able to see if this person is lying to me. Oh, really? You can, you have this lie detector in your DNA Somehow you're able to, to detect when a politician is lying to you and not just schmoozing you. Because they imagine that the schmoozing will look like what it looks like in the movies. Like very obvious, right? The music changes and the, the sideways glances are caught on camera and the, the leering, you know, whatever. Or the ugly looks even, right, that a politician might give. Uh, to a good a good guy a good character the hero in the in the movie they think that they would see that I'm like life is not a movie you guys you don't have 15 cameras trained on you or you know three cameras and three different perspectives watching your whole interaction with this politician you're not going to see that and you don't have a camera that follows this politician into the dark alley making deals right? With others. You're not going to have that. You have, maybe at best, if you share a meal with them, an hour, two hours with them, or you spend seconds in their presence, and you think, I can, I can trust this person, because they said a few words to me that, you know, and so those words, they're going to be faithful to those words, right? They're, they're going to be loyal to those words. They're, they're, they're going to stand by those words. No, no, they're not. <laughs> narcissists do not stand by their word. Words to narcissists mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. They will make promises to your face. You know, this is why they they can get married. 
and then still treat the marriage like it doesn't mean a thing. It's not any more than if you guys were just uh, acquaintances. They, they don't see marriage as a contract. I mean, they know it's a contract, but they don't see that they're bound by this contract because contracts are just words, words to, to a narcissist. And by the way, words will be uh, fluid for the narcissist. So sometimes the word will mean something if it benefits the narcissist. And other times the word will mean it's opposite, complete opposite, if that benefits the narcissist. And that's why we feel like we're living in freaking crazy town when you're with a narcissist. Because the rules change, the meaning of words change, and then they still hold you to some standard that they'll say, well, I use these words. We signed this contract. But they can break the contract as many times as they want. And that's where I go back to, you know, uh, I mentioned earlier, insider trading. That's a huge deal, right? Uh, that's robbing the public. Insider trading actually robs anybody, and not even just the people who are also investing. It robs others as well because it corrupts the whole system. So, but there are a certain group of people who, elect, who got elected and they have changed or made loopholes for themselves, okay? They've made loopholes for themselves to be able to cheat, rob, and steal. And they don't see a problem with that. They see no problem with that because narcissists see no problem with cheating when they're doing it, all right? They will call it out on other people, but when they are doing it, it's not considered cheating. That's my litmus test. So when you talk to a politician and you ask them about these things and they refuse to acknowledge that cheating is cheating um, because it's cheating no matter what side does it, right? The same rules should apply. When they cannot apply the rules across the board for both parties, for their own party, then you know that they're a liar. That's the litmus test. And here I am talking to flying monkeys. I'm talking to fan clubs. I'm talking to the useful idiots who cannot see it. Not you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Last night I was talking to them and they could not see it. They could not see that they were being played. In fact, they're so close to these politicians that they're suggesting that other people are being played. Yes. Because the politician, like I said, will, will um, project and misdirect and divert from their corruption, what they're doing. And then they'll project onto a good person all the corruption that they did. We're seeing it right now. I'm sorry, but there is something going on right now that every time... This certain group of political side, and it's not just this one political side, but I'm just seeing it more and more and very blatant right now. Every time they come out with a, um, uh, what do you call it, legislation, a bill, whatever they want to call it, um, a proposal, they'll call it exactly the opposite of what it does. Exactly the opposite, you guys. Um, for the people, legislation or whatever, it is not for the people. It is against the people. It is as bad as you can get to a, to hurt the people. Um, uh, what do you call it? 
I, I don't even want to name all of them, but <laughs> anytime their title sounds altruistic, anytime their title to a bill sounds like, oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Like, l let's make one up. The, the everybody gets rich plan. Okay. Everybody, uh, the, the attack on the, the elimination of poverty plan. Uh, you know, of course, there's not one of them. But if they called something the elimination of poverty plan, know that what they're doing is they're going to propagate po poverty and make turn more people into impoverished citizens. It is not to get them out of poverty. It is the exact opposite. The we care about the people plan. They can pretty much call it the we don't care about the people plan. You know, um, be very careful not to fall for that because that's what narcissists do. Words mean nothing to a narcissist. Words mean nothing to psychopaths. Words mean absolutely nothing to liars. And we cannot comprehend that. We, we cannot even, it doesn't, it doesn't compute in our minds that somebody could say something that's the exact opposite of what they meant. But that's what narcissists do. <laughs> you know, Obi, that's how I think some people are not meant to get married. And I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody says in their eyes, it's not cheating unless you have actual proof they cheated. Then it goes to your problems that you never knew existed. Yeah, so exactly. If you don't catch them in the lie, they're not lying. That is exactly it. And even if you catch them in the lie, they will deny and deny and deny and deny. We've seen this, by the way, blatantly in congressional hearings, like it is in the public, but sadly not many people watch those. So a lot, that's what the narcissist hopes for, is that the audience that shows up when they are on trial is not very big or it gets suppressed by their, by their, um, you know, propaganda arm. <laughs> uh, Mario, good to see you, says, it depends if the people are part of the club they are in. If you're not in the club, if you get banished by it. That whether they're loyal to you, Mario, is that what you're saying? But yeah, they they treat people outside the club very badly. They schmooze the people inside the club because inside the club, those are the useful idiots to them. All right. They're still not venerated. They're, you know, they're they don't they don't love their club for who they are. They love their club for what the club can do for them, right? The club members, for what they can do for, for them. And if they can use them, that's it. Are they useful? If they're not useful, then they're just dead weight. Then they become useless eaters to the narcissist. They're not, they're not uh, faithful or loyal to their club members. As soon as those uh, inside the club are useless to them, they will drop them. Oh, yeah. If you're not a flying monkey, you don't get the perks. Exactly. Because they have to feed 
the flying monkeys, right? They, they, they've got to keep to sustain their flying monkeys and their club. So they, they give them the spoils, if you will, of what they have stolen from those outside of the club. So they'll, they'll reward the monkeys, the flying monkeys and their fan club. And the fan club and the flying monkeys are thinking, oh, they care about us because they're giving us things. They're giving us privileges. They're giving the spo us the spoils. They're giving us preferential treatment. They're giving us attention, right? It's, it could be so little as just that. People are very, they sell their souls for hardly anything nowadays. And it's very, very sad. So anyway, you guys, sorry, I don't want to end on a negative note like that. But I want you to be uh, aware that the narcissists lie, cheat, and steal. And they will not, the litmus test is to ask them to come clean. They cannot come clean. They will not come clean. Even when they are caught, they will deny, 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 deny. That's a crazy nut, nut job that you want to stay as far away as possible. That's why in other videos I've talked about the difference. And this is the good. Okay, I always try to end on this. What's the good news? The good news is we are not like that. The good news is that we have a conscience. And sometimes it hurts to have a conscience, right? When you're caught in a lie, you actually confess. When you, know, you take responsibility for it and you actually have a conscience that makes you feel bad. Guilt even, right? makes you feel bad about it. The narcissists are, and their fan, they're trying to teach their fan club not to feel guilt about anything that they do. Everything that they do is absolutely righteous if it's righteous in their eyes. It doesn't matter how many people they hurt and it doesn't matter how many laws they break. It doesn't matter how many people they've cheated. It doesn't matter how they got, got to their goal. That's what they're teaching their fan club. The difference between us and the narcissist and their fan club, well, the, the good news is that we're different and we have a conscience. And at times it might feel like, well, my conscience makes me feel so bad. And, you know, I'm depressed because I'm a bad person. Here's the thing. You're not a bad person. If you, if you, if you can confess that you did something wrong if you, and, and you're driven and motivated to make it right, you're a good person. You're a good person because you did, even if you did something knowing at the time, okay, that it was wrong, right? You, you shoplifted because you were tempted or whatever. Um, you cheated on your, your spouse, on your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Um, and at the time, you knowingly did that. But then you feel bad. You have a conscience that tells you what you did was not right. What you did, you need to fix. You need to confess. You need, you need to make this right. You need to clean out the dirt so that you can live a good life, so that you can, can build a real relationship. Narcissists do not feel this. And they're trying to get their fan club and their flying monkeys to also not feel this. And we're, that's why right now we're feeling like we're in crazy town because more and more people are losing touch with that conscience, are losing touch with their morality. It's, it's sickening, but here's the good news. The good news is 
there are still a lot of people who have a conscience and who are resisting this teaching of not feeling bad for anything that you do to other people because they deserve it. You know, they, they, they twist the truth. What is up is down. What is down is up. What is evil is good. What is good is evil. And we instinctively, because we are different from them, because actually we're the ones who have something special inside of us. We're the ones who sense when something is wrong and when something is right. They don't. They're driven by only what benefits them. They don't see wrong and right. They just, that's why they're narcissists. That's why they, narcissists are known to be self-centered, right? They're known to not be able uh, to, to see other people as equals because they are so self-centered. They, they will perpetuate bad and evil because they don't sense morality or right, good and bad. To them, good and bad are inter interchangeable. Because when words have no meaning, um, good and bad also has no meaning to them. Well, you guys, I want to end on a good note. I am so proud of you guys for being here. I am so proud of you guys for having that ability to sense, right? It hurts sometimes. Actually, it hurts a lot of times. Because when you have a conscience, you're going to feel the pain when you do something wrong. People who don't have a conscience don't feel pain when they do something wrong. That's why they keep doing it. There's, they, don't, they don't see the problem with continuing to cheat, lie, steal, and, and hurt, like physically hurt other people. They, they don't see the problem with that. Um, that's not a way to live, by the way. That, you know, people who live like that are not happy people. That's why when I see narcissists later on as they age, they're so miserable. I mean, they have pockets and moments of happiness and they may post that on social media. And you think, oh, they're having a wonderful life. They have the best life. They're so happy. But no, I have spent days, weeks, hours, whatever you want to say, with these narcissists and even being peripherally involved in their life because like we have, you know, mutual family. Um, we share family members. I hear of their life. And to me, it is dark and miserable. They have, they have times of success though, right? They, they, it looks like, you know, there's a book that was written years ago, decades ago. Why do good things happen to bad people? I should probably read that actually, but um, that's essentially it. I mean, life is not fair, you guys. You know, those of those people who are out there looking for fairness. I'm sorry, but life is not fair. And by the way, the best life is what you do. What What do you do with the unfairness? What do you do when bad things happen? Do you join in, or do you stay clean? Do you do you bring the light wherever you go into the darkness rather than join the darkness? Share the light, you guys. That's what I want to encourage you to do. Share the light. Do not join the darkness. And, oh, my husband used to say this. I'll leave you with this uh, bit of wisdom here. I loved it when he first started saying this. He says, the, um, you know, the, you could try to empty a dark room 
with a bucket, right? Like try to try to shovel out or, or, or fill this bucket with darkness and try to throw it out the door and see if you can get the darkness out of the room. It's not going to happen. But guess what? How, how do you get rid of the darkness? You turn on the light. That's it. You expose. You expose the darkness. You expose what's in the darkness. And you get rid of what's dirty, right? And then you end up with this wonderful, clean conscience. You end up with actual pure joy, real joy that's sustaining and that continues to per perpetuate itself. And peace. You have peace. Narcissists do not have peace. They are always running, running away from themselves, running away from other people, running away from, I don't know, discomfort. I want to say like, as if they have a conscience, they're running away from whatever's making them feel bad. And they're trying to use this bucket to get rid of their bad feelings rather than turning on the light, taking responsibility for what they did wrong, making it right and living good, a good life. They don't do that. And that's the good news for you and me is that we do that. We can do that. We're capable. We have not lost complete touch with our conscience like they have. Well, you guys, God bless you. I hope that this has helped you. Please watch a commercial once in a while. That really helps me as my views are not going up. And by the way, I know that I am shadow banned. Uh, I know that my videos bring up things that even though they cannot censor me because I try not to say certain buzzwords, um, they also don't send it out there. So if you would watch my videos, maybe a few times, <laughs> watch my old videos, which are actually, I think, very good. I've tried to post uh, suggested videos in the description and uh, some of my old videos I think, you know, are helpful. And watch a commercial once in a while. Give me a thumbs up. Comment on my videos, even if it's the old videos. Sometimes I get alerts for those and I can answer you. But if you really want to have, um, want me to see your comments, uh, comment on the newer videos like this, the one today. So I'm going to be doing a recap of this. So if you have friends who can't watch a whole hour, and they just want to watch a recap, you can send that to them. So share the videos, give me a thumbs up, comment, watch a commercial once in a while, subscribe, and I will see you next week.